This is the E-Commerce Brain Trust, a podcast about building momentum online for established consumer brands. Join our hosts and their expert guests for high-level conversations about e-commerce strategies, trends, and innovations. Access our Brain Trust and boost your brand's e-commerce potential. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the E-Commerce Brain Trust podcast. I'm your host, Kiri Masters. Hey, great to see you if you're tuning in on the YouTube channel. I'm trying out something new, which is a video podcast. And uh, see if you guys like it. I'm, I'm trying out something new. I'm curious to hear what you think about the show, and I'm going to try out some new formats. I've reached out to a few listeners on LinkedIn just to check out, hey, what, are, what other podcasts are you listening to? What kind of formats are interesting to you? So I would really love it if you reached out to me on LinkedIn or over email and let you know what you let me know what you think. Do you like videos? Do you like the news newsy kind of updates? Is it better if I bring a guest on or do you like just to have something a little bit more off the cuff? Um, the podcast world is changing. I've listened to a ton of podcasts and I, um, like different podcasts for different things. And, um, I've been at this for about three years now and getting feedback is one way that, um, I, I can improve the show and make sure it's a go-to place for you. Without any further ado, I'm going to jump into today's episode, which is talking about Shipageddon and the the recurring theme of Shipageddon um, and the impact that it's going to have on brands this year. All right, so Shipageddon. First of all, to give credit where credit's due, Shipageddon was a um, was a name coined on the Jason and Scott show. And this is an excellent podcast. If you're not listening to the Jason and Scott show, I really recommend that you hop to it and and start listening now. And last year, the hosts, Jason and Scott, first started talking about Shipageddon. And this was around September, um, uh, August, September of last year. And there were a number of different factors driving Shipageddon, which were capacity constraints in the supply chain uh, globally and and locally as well in the US. So a few different factors for last year. One was capacity problems with last mile delivery carriers. So UPS, FedEx, etc. all implemented shipping quotas and many of them had to turn away new clients in order to keep a lid on demand. So there were quotas, there were there were um, additional surcharges and if you're a new brand or you're trying to stand up a new um, shipping carrier, they just wouldn't take you on. So a lot of brands and retailers were caught short on that front last year. Uh, another factor was in, in 2020, Prime Day, which is usually held in the summer, got shifted out to Q4 last year um, instead of and, – and that contributed to an already tight schedule because – brands and retailers couldn't reload their inventory fast enough between Prime Day and the Cyber 5 um, shopping holiday. And then again, for any sort of last minute Christmas items too. 
Another factor for, for 2020 was low freight capacity. So these are shipping containers, air freight, etc. That was all sort of um, uh, impacted. And in general, just the big economic theme of last year, more demand for e-commerce. People were staying at home. They weren't going to the store, which is one potential change we'll see this year. But the entire fulfillment system was just not ready for this level of demand from consumers. So that was the backdrop of last year. We did um, indeed see um, increased stockouts. We saw a lot of shoppers be disappointed with what was available if they left things to the last minute. And the retailers really did try and get ahead of this and warn consumers that, hey, you you need to start shopping early, but um, didn't always happen. And retailers didn't see the level of ordering earlier on in the season that they were hoping to. So that's a recap of 2020 and what drove uh, Q4 in 2020. Now this year, what's different and what's the same from last year? And you'd think that with a year between Shippergeddon 1, a, a, almost a year after Shippergeddon 1, that we'd have some pretty major milestones that have been achieved in the, in the realm of supply chain. But unfortunately, we're still facing a lot of those same issues. So number one, freight constraints. You would think that after a year that shipping containers and shipping capacity would have normalized to meet increased demand. Unfortunately, that has not happened. And a lot of a lot of brands and retailers are seeing increased shipping container prices. So there was one, um, the CEO of home product products brand called Simple Modern, um, Mike Beckham, actually shared some analysis that his team did of how dramatically that their company's costs and transit times have increased from Q3 of 2019 to Q3 of 2020 and now Q3 of 2021. And so I'll put this up on the on the screen if you're watching the video, but basically there's been an increase of 122% of the price per shipping container and also in transit time, 105% increase in transit time over the last two years. And you can see from this table as well that the price per container, it did go up in 2020 by a pretty consequential amount, but it almost doubled in 2021. So we're only seeing the sort of supply and demand equalize in the cost of shipping containers this year and that's a major concern because shipping is how most brands get their products it's it's generally a lot cheaper than than air freight and there's just literally not enough space on ships to go around and so the shipping companies are hiking their prices so this is not just a experience of one company um, there's some data from um, Salesforce which says that uh, US companies will spend $163 billion more on ocean freight in the second half of 2021 than they did um, in the same period last year. So uh, freight constraints is going to be a massive driver of inventory availability and downstream pricing as well for retail brands this year. 
Second shipper get in factor is last mile delivery constraints. So this is the same story as we saw last year where UPS, FedEx and the USPS all increased their um, uh, prices over the holiday season. Um, UPS wouldn't take on new clients and we're seeing the same thing this year. So rate hikes were announced by the USPS um, that's going to be in place for the whole of Q4, essentially, from October 3rd to December 26th. Um, and that's in addition to permanent price increases for first-class mail. So same thing as last year. There's go it's going to cost more to get your product from warehouse to the customer. Shippergeddon factor number three is Amazon warehouse capacity constraints. So this is... Um, it's been very confusing to follow Amazon's inventory capacity requirements this year. So they've sort of toggled between, over the last couple of years, toggled between ASIN level um, inventory limits and account level inventory limits. And this year in 2021, account level inventory limits sort of became the norm. Um, and it was broken up between um, average size, oversize, and clothing and footwear. Now, even in the last couple of months, there's been some confusing picking and choosing of sellers to say, oh, now we will actually let you have an ASIN level limit on your inventory because you've reached this level of the inventory performance index. It's, it's so confusing and um, I also wrote um, back in May, um, prior to Prime Day, how Amazon had, you know, in, in addition to changing the rules, that there, there was some inconsistent application of um, inventory restrictions for individual merchants as well. And I had a number of merchants either reach out to me or talk publicly about how one day to the next, their inventory limits had just completely changed um, with, without it necessarily being tied back to some of these system-wide changes. Um, and Amazon really hasn't recognised that that has been the case. I did reach out to them and um, received, a, received a response that, no, this is just due to the inventory performance index um, system in place. Very confusing. It's hard for sellers to know what they're going to be able to, to ship in, if that is going to change, if they if this is a short-term thing. Um, it makes it very, very hard to prepare and have adequate inventory at Amazon FBA, which is a big driver of um, your performance in the search uh, algorithm. And customers want to buy Prime, they want to buy from um, shipped from Amazon. So this is really, um, really challenging for a lot of brands. So one thing that we're advising clients at Bobsled Marketing, uh, similar to last year, is that you need to have a fulfilled by merchant plan in place, whether that is shipping inventory directly from your facilities, from your warehouses, or, and the time is yesterday to do this, by the way, to set up a 3PL relationship where um, a 3PL is going to be able to handle overages and increased demand, um, 
those 3PL partners are incredibly important for redundancy in your business. So, uh, and it does take several weeks to, to get set up with a 3PL. So now is the time to set that up if you haven't done so already. So we've talked a little, I've talked a little bit about what companies are doing for this, um, but just a, a few sort of pieces of news to round up here. So Amazon, um, Amazon isn't unaware of these issues. They already own a lot of their supply chain. They have for many years, they have their own fleet of planes, tractor trailers, trucks, etc. And uh, last week there was an interesting um, map that CNBC published of Amazon's air fleet network across the US showing that as the result of recent expansion, 70% of the US population now lives within 100 miles of an Amazon air airport. So that is very um, much a infrastructure investment that Amazon is is going to to reap the rewards of. They don't have to rely on UPS and USPS so much anymore. And my guess is that they don't want to really rely on anyone for this really essential part of their supply chain. So with it, seeing an increase in capacity there, I think one of the problems that has been cited with Amazon by um, different sort of analysts and, and experts here is just the the limitations that COVID has put in place, it has required at the warehouse facilities. Um, more space between employees, more sort of time and effort spent on, on sanitization. And also it's there's a massive labor shortage right now. And so Amazon's really competing against a lot of other employers to get people to actually work at the warehouse. We saw lots of delays with inbound inventory being received last year. Um, it's a little too early to say what that's going to look like, but this is another point about the three PLs or having your own inventory ready to ship from your own facility. You really need to have that redundancy in place because last year we saw inventory receiving times balloon out to three weeks or six weeks in one case. It took a truck to actually unload their inventory at Amazon when it was sent into FBA. So Amazon is shoring up capacity, but that is something that takes a while and they are not immune to the uh, crunch in the labor market right now as well. UPS is also adding capacity ahead of peak season, um, adding 2 million square feet of additional sorting space and purchasing more um, aircraft, uh, cargo aircraft. And what are brands doing beyond the, what I mentioned, finding a 3PL and, and getting that redundancy in place? Well, a lot of them are increasing their prices to counteract the increased costs in the supply chain. Um, Salesforce, again, um, they publish a shopping index each quarter and their Q2 shopping index indicated that the average selling price in the retail sector rose 11% year on year. So that might be a good bet if you're thinking about increasing prices to, to balance out some of these costs. That might be an interesting um, baseline to look at. 11% is the total, you know, across all categories. Um, and Salesforce also found that the average discount rates have dropped. So retailers and brands are discounting less because they don't have the inventory. It's time to charge full prices, guys. So um, on average, this dropped to 17, uh, dropped 
dropped to 17% in Q2 of 2021. This is the average discount rate, so 17% in 2021, compared to um, 20% in Q2 of 2020. So brands and retailers are discounting less. Um, and then also some retailers um, like Stitch Fix, it was reported that they're diversifying their mix of parcel carriers. So they're using USPS. They were using USPS predominantly. Now they're also using UPS. So spreading out, creating that redundancy in the shipping carriers as well. And that might be an interesting thing to um, a discussion point with your 3PL is what kind of shipping carrier redundancy do they have? to make sure products actually get out the door and into the hands of your customers. So that's a that should be a discussion point with your 3PL or your warehouses if you have your own um, internal warehouses. So in, in summary, um, despite everything we could possibly do and everything that Amazon and shipping carriers are doing, a jammed up global supply chain is a very tough problem to fix. Um, it wasn't that long, just back in March 2021, when we had the um, the the shipping canal fiasco in the Suez Canal, and which illustrated to many people, myself included, just how fragile the global supply chain can be. A cut off shipping route, a lack of shipping containers, a lack of carrier ships, a lack of trucks, um, all have downstream impacts. Um, in the ability to procure and distribute consumer goods. So this year it's going to be more of the same, another shipageddon and really muddling through the fourth quarter of 2021 for a lot of companies. Hope this was interesting. I will share the links to those um, those news items and the reports in the show notes here if you're interested in, in reading more. I've also recapped this um, topic in a blog post for Forbes that I'll link to as well. And if you're interested in speaking with us at Bobsled about how we can support on with the operational side of things and with demand generation on Amazon and other shopping channels, reach out to us at bobsledmarketing.com. I'll catch you next time.